Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, it's the Laces Out podcast. Well, the season is drawing to a close. In some ways, we've exhausted our guests, and in other ways, we've exhausted our guests. See there? Double meaning. You like that? Um, no guest is what I'm trying to get to, but guest predictions. So, you know, a little, little bit of something there. Um, check back next week to see if I've managed to wrangle any guests. Whilst you are checking out this week's podcast, you could also like, share, subscribe, and comment. Drop in a review you want to drop and share the podcast around. If you've got an NFL fan in your life, send them this podcast. They'll love it. I promise. Right, let's get started. Here we go. This is Cookie Cast Laces Out. Recording in progress. Whose turn is it? Is it I, I think it's your is it your turn? Is it your turn? Give it back to me. Go. So with that all said, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. You heard the, the 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 lovely lady there tell us that the recording is indeed in progress, which can only mean one thing. Well, technically one of four or five things when it comes to this particular channel. But from our perspective, it can only mean one thing, and that is that we're going to take you through some American football stuff. So, you join us for the Week 16 Roundup and the Week 17 Preview. Uh, as as per usual, I'm not alone. I'm here with the man whose voice you heard first. It is the, the leader, the Don, the creator of the CookieCast podcast network himself, Mr. Andrew Cook. We've already heard his voice, but let's see how he's doing, ladies and gentlemen. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm I'm full of full of Christmas festive goodness in the shape of puddings and pies. Um, so so yes, I am good. And you, how are you this fine fair evening? Oh, very similar to you. I'm full with Christmas cheer, which uh, my uh, my good lady partner will probably dispute for uh, several years and months as. Uh, I'm constantly told by her that I'm a uh, quote unquote miserable bastard. So um, you know, but that's uh, that's neither here nor there, is it? So, I um, I have heard it said. I personally don't agree. I find you to be a delight. Um, <laughs> one thing I will I will hold my hands up at this point in time. Uh, there was mention of whether there would be or wouldn't be a guest, and I said a no, b. We'll come to that. We'll come to B further down the line, and C in this in the the cogs up here that sometimes turn are, are planning what some would call the bumperist bumper episode of the Laces Out podcast. So stay tuned for that. So I am taking responsibility for there being no guest, but there's method in the madness, which we will come to. So. Paul, where to start? Well, as this is the way we do things around here, we're going to go through week 16 that has just been and gone. So, of course, this was a week where we had games, the, the large slate of games, uh, taking place on a Saturday for probably the first time in oof, 
a, a, a long time, shall we say. And not Obviously just with, any Saturday. Mm, Christmas Eve. Obviously, with, with Christmas uh, Christmas year falling on a Sunday, I believe the league took the idea to move the, the majority of the games to the Saturday slot so that more people would be able to enjoy Christmas at home. They did have some games on Christmas Day, but not the uh, the usual full slate as they would on a Sunday. So, 16 games to pick from. Myself and Andy obviously put in our picks as usual, and our guest from last week was a first time. It was my friend Steve Huller, Pittsburgh Steelers fan nonetheless, and he had provided his 16 picks to go along with myself and Andy. So... With a very respectable 10 out of 16 correct selections, unfortunately for them, coming in third place, sadly, it is Mr. Cook. The six teams that let Mr. Cook down were the Jets at home to the Jaguars, which did not sound great, which I'm sure we might come to cover in the stats at some point. The Lions at the Carolina Panthers. The Browns at home to the Saints. The Titans at home to the Texans, which yeah. was a bit crazy. The Raiders at the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Dolphins at home to the Packers. So, sadly, Andy misses out on the points this week. However, with 11 out of 16 selections correct and 11 out of 16 selections correct... It is indeed a tie for myself and this week's guest, first-time appearance maker for Mr. Stephen Huller. We both had 11 of 16 selections correct. The the five teams that let me down were the Lions, the Browns, the Titans, the Dolphins, and I had the Broncos to beat the Rams after their uh, their performance last week. I could not have been more wrong. What a one-sided particular blowout that was, which we'll cover in the stats, no doubt. Uh, the five teams that let Steve down were the Falcons, the Lions, the Browns, the Eagles, and the Dolphins. So Steve had taken the Eagles over the Cowboys, which turned out to be a foolish, foolish choice. But he did take the Texans over the Titans, which was obviously inspired. Inspired so, choice. Little of both, little of both, little mm. from column A, little from column A, but it did get him a half point for the guest to move the guest onto four and a half points along with Mr. Cook. Four and a half points for the season. I, with two weeks of the regular season to go, move on to eight points and now do have an unassailable three and a half point lead in the week to week game picks. All that's left to do. From the predictions perspective, is the side bet. Mm. So we each put four teams. Andy started off the week well by taking the Kansas City Chiefs to beat the Seattle Seahawks. He continued that with the Vikings to beat the New York Giants and the Baltimore Ravens to beat the Atlanta Falcons. Three points for Mr. Cook, moving him on to 40 for the season. Very respectable. I started out that we all, oh, sorry. Sorry, the one team he did pick was the Titans to beat the Texans. I feel that I should still get the point. 
if you can if you can explain your working and uh, you, you can show your working out, then I'm sure we'll. we'll because we'll there is absolutely it. no reason for that game to have gone the way it did. It, uh, whilst I agree, I tell you this, but I already know it's in the stats. I know that it's been such a thing that it is. It features in the stats, and. I think I could make a reasonable case to get a minimum of half point. Well, for now, we'll just take it down as a loss. And uh, oh, yes, oh, and move on 40 swiftly. points for the season. Uh, so, more four teams. I had taken the Bills to beat the Bears, the Buccaneers to beat the Cardinals, the Bengals to beat the Patriots. Lost them there for a second. Uh, I was let down by the Lions. Losing at uh, losing away at the Carolina Panthers, so three points for me. Also, meaning no change in the stats uh, in the standings. Sorry, I moved to forty four points. So with two games, two with two game weeks left, it's still possible for Andy to catch me. So it's not all over yet. Um, just need a couple of results to go his way and not mine. Uh, but yes, forty four plays forty, all still to play for in the last two weeks of the regular season. To put a nice little bow on week sixteen, we do have some stats that I understand are provided from a different sources to the usual players. Yes, so uh, I did uh, cover a little bit of something off air with my uh, glamorous co-host. Um, so, little peek behind the curtain: we are actually recording on Tuesday, which is sometimes the case. It is sometimes not the case when we're recording on Wednesday. Uh, I am reliably informed by the stats mistress that the stats are a lot easier to come by. Uh, she goes to one source, she gets the stats. Because of the way the games were laid out and because of the time difference between ourselves and our American brethren, that source had not done the stats at stat time. So, the stats mistress screwed off into the internet and returned with... 11, very respectable, very big. Uh, the first stat barely fits on the page of on the one page of my phone. Um, so, the NFL Week 16 stats for the 2022 season brought to us by the stats ministers and brought to her by Jeremy Bergman, Eric Edholm, Nick Shook, Kevin Patra, and Coral Smith. There you go. Um, the the first of those stats looks a little bit like this. And uh, strap cells in, kids, because the way I read, we're going to be here a while. Following a 14-play, 8-minute slog of a Raiders touchdown drive to open the game against the Steelers, neither team reached the red zone for the next 50 minutes of game time. Swapping turnovers, missed field goals, and chances and punts, but with 2.55 to go following Las Vegas' third straight punt of the fourth quarter, Kenny Pickett led Pittsburgh on its finest drive of the night. A 10-play, 76-yard march. Pickett sealed the drive and the comeback victory with a sure midfield touchdown dart to rookie George Pickens. Snatching victory from the ice-cold jaws of defeat. Pittsburgh improbable win kept the Steelers 
faith, uh, faint dreams of a playoff berth alive and stave off Mike Tomlin's first losing season as head coach for at least another week. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot in that stat to unpack. <sighs> Number two, all eyes are on. Ron Riviera and the Commanders after Taylor Heineke is benched late. And we have to wonder if he'll see the field going forward with Wentz healthy now. And two home games remaining to try to lock up a playoff spot. Brock Purdy, however, took the 49ers to victory and is the second quarterback since 1950 to start 3-0 and throw multiple touchdown passes in each of his first three career starts. The other was future Hall of Famer Kurt Warner in 1999 when he won NFL MVP and Super Bowl MVP that season. I believe it was Super Bowl 34 possibly if my uh, X's and I's are correct. Number three, Dallas's defense proves to be the dif the difference against Gardner Minshew and the top seeded Eagles. This contest went back and forth for both sides. The Eagles jumped out to a ten nothing lead, then found themselves tied at seventeen seventeen. Inside the two-minute warning, they took a 27-17 lead in the third, then found themselves tied again before the end of the quarter. It happened again in the fourth at 34-34, but nearly each time the Cowboys managed to claw their way back into the game, it came courtesy of a takeaway. Dallas finished with four takeaways, including a key fumble recovery while clinging to a three-point lead justifying its number one ranking in turnovers. Despite giving up 442 yards, the, the clutch plays swung the game in favour of the Cowboys with a defensive stand on fourth down, stealing the game. Um, it's not... A huge secret that I'm not a massive fan of this Cowboys team. Um, there are one or two members of this Cowboys team I'm not a particularly huge fan of. And I thought it was going to be a very strange game to watch with Gardner Minshew taking, uh, taking the lead on the other side of the ball. So it pains me to say that I was absolutely glued to that game. <laughs> I was like, what? It was just the... If it had been backwards and forwards and, then, and, and going into the end of the fourth quarter was like three to three, that's one thing. But when it was like point for point for point for point for point, it's like, yep. And those are the sort of games that I could sit and watch all day, every day. Even if it is the the current version of the Dallas Cowboys and a Gardner Minshew-led Eagles. Moving on swiftly, the Bills clinch 
AFC East title for the third consecutive season and defeated the Bears in freezing, blustery Chicago conditions. The win keeps the Bills in the number one spot ahead of Kansas City heading into the final two weeks with matchups against the Bengals next week and the Patriots to follow. Some would say, not the opportune moment to take a drink. My final stat for this week, the Ravens return to playoffs after a one-year hiatus despite not scoring more than 17 points in each of the last four games. Demarcus Robinson scored the only touchdown of the game. He was the first Ravens wide receiver to catch a touchdown since Devin Duvernay in week three. The Ravens had not thrown a touchdown pass in their three previous games. Not, not entirely sure what's going on at the Ravens. Um, they were a absolute juggernaut of a team through the first X number of weeks. And then, obviously, Lamar had to sit out two weeks due to injury, was it? Um, he definitely missed. He definitely missed at least a week. I, I, I can't remember at this point how long he's like because he's, he's been out for at least the last two. And it seems like the the team's kind of fallen apart from that. And mm. and you will know. And anybody who's been listening to the Laces Out podcast for more than this season will know. I am not a fan of a team that hangs everything on one player. You know, I was always very annoyed when it was like the 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 Christian McCaffrey Panthers and you know teams like that where it's like you know when when entire scoring plays were designed just solely around Derrick Henry it's very much a situation of what do you do when that player gets injured your entire strategy falls apart so when the when you see a team like this this current version of the Ravens where one player goes out and it just seems to derail everything. You do sort of end up just wondering what exactly was the plan here? Cross your fingers and hope that everybody stays fit and well. It's the NFL. There was a guy at the weekend that got his leg bent backwards and and luckily nothing happened, but it was like, don't show it in slow motion. Don't slow show, don't show it in Ah, oh, there we go. There it is in slow motion. I believe you also have some delicious, delicious stats for <coughs> us. I do indeed. So my stats begin with Saturday was the third time in franchise history in which the New Orleans Saints won a game in which they finished with fewer than 100 passing yards and zero passing touchdowns. It does sound... Rather ridiculous. Next up, in what might have been a playoff preview, the Vikings outlasted the Giants in a one-score game, something both teams have been quite immersed in this season. According to NFL research, the Vikings are now 11-0 in games decided by one possession in 2022, the most one-possession victories in a season all time. Statistically, Patrick Mahomes didn't light up the scoreboard against the Seahawks, finishing with 16 of 28 for 224 yards and two touchdowns. But he made a number of key throws to keep the Chiefs' offense moving, 
building an, uh, building an early 17-0 lead that felt rather insurmountable. His touchdown run was the icing on top of the Chiefs' cake in their 24-10 victory. The Panthers' offense set new franchise records in total yards, 570, and rushing yards, 320, versus the Lions, behind 165 rushing yards from Deonta Foreman and 125 rushing yards from Tuba Hubbard, which is the first time in history, sorry, the first time in team history that two players each had at least 125 rushing yards in the same game. Cincinnati outgained the Pats 303 yards to 70 at halftime as the Bengals built a 22-0 lead. Joe Burrow completed 28 passes, the most by any QB in a half this season. If not for a red zone interception by Burrow, the half would have been even more lopsided. In the second half, however, the Patriots' defence turned the tables, holding Cincy to 118 yards. Burrow threw a pick six on a miscommunication with Jamar Chase, tossing a missed field goal, and the aplomb play of the first half from the Bengals dissipated. Luckily, the defence came up with a huge stop late after the offence scuttled. All that matters for Zach Taylor's club, it survived on the road for the win. And finally, Houston finally gets a win in a close game. The last two weeks, the Texans have looked like they had a chance to upset a better team late in the game. But against both the Cowboys and the Chiefs, they couldn't close things out for the win. This wasn't the case on Saturday. Despite small mistakes which kept the game's outcome in question late in the proceedings, the Texans were able to make the important plays when it mattered most, securing the victory over the Titans, who lost their fifth straight game to take home that elusive second win of the season and end a nine-game losing streak. I, 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 I... We couldn't have put it better ourselves, Andrew. I had a lot to say about that game because all I could think was, why? Why bother? <laughs> and I, I get, you know, play to the whistle and all that sort of stuff, but... Um, there as, is... as, a, as, a, as a Texans fan, I suppose the only thing you probably think about at this point is, yeah, it's nice to get a win, but if we win again, we're in... The, they, they'll lose out on the top the uh, the first draft pick because they'll have a better record than the Bears. Yeah. So at this point, yeah, you've had your win. Excuse me, you've had your second win. Let's not have any more wins, or even a tie because even a tie would take a level with the Bears. I think. A couple of things that I'd wanted to touch on from um, seeing stuff this week: um, the Jets. Um, obviously struggling at quarterback and have announced that they'll be moving on from Zach Wilson um, obviously the, out, uh, the uh, fallout from that are things like um, Zach Wilson's mum tell, telling all the Jets fans that they're, they're, a, they're a toxic fan base um, and I did see a thing that said uh, the, the thing that uh, Zach Wilson will be remembered for in his season at the Jets is uh, going out with one of his mum's friends. Um, the other thing 
obviously today uh, there's been a couple of announcements today. One of them I'll come to shortly, but the other one being uh, the Broncos have decided to part ways with their head coach. And I, I think I'd like to uh, like to ask the question: Is there a bigger dumpster fire at this point in time than the Denver Broncos? There's infighting. I don't know if you've seen the video of their backup quarterback getting into a dust up with uh, some of the defensive players uh, because he was telling them that they need to pick Russell Wilson up when he gets sacked, and they were like go away um they have parted with their head coach apparently um he is one of two in recent times to not make it through a season um I, I, I might stay clear of the mentioning the other one um yeah it's I saw I saw the this the stuff come out um a few days ago about what the Broncos gave up to get Russell Wilson. Uh three of the top players, draft picks, something else and two uh, the number changes every week, but the the thing I'd say was 238 million dollars uh and, and and then look at what they've got. Um the team just is the true definition of uh, of a dumpster fire. They're, they're collapsing in on themselves. Um, slight change of subject to something I saw this evening. Um, I, I was I was a little saddened to see this because uh, this person slash this player has been um, has been a big part of the NFL for me for the last few years. But uh, JJ Watt has announced that he will retire at the end of the season. Um, I, I was, I'm, I'm, I'm saddened by it. I, I know that. I think he was very vocal leaving the Texans about the Texans. Um, so there's that. I'm not sure he's been super happy with the game as such for the last couple of years, couple of seasons. Now he's had obviously he's had entire seasons out. Past a certain point when I've taken an injury, obviously he's got a young, a new young family, uh, which was the way that he went about announcing his retirement. So I think there's probably things that are drawing him away from the game. I imagine, for want of a better way of putting it, I imagine he's probably made his money at this point in time, so probably has that um, financial stability. Um, but from a fan of the NFL perspective. He, he he was a huge part of that game. Maybe not as much in the last couple of years, maybe, but he was a huge part of that game. Just just a dominant force. Um, so I, for one, will certainly be sad to see him go. But like I say, I can I understand that he's probably got things drawing him away from the game at this point in time. Um. So that kind of. Finishes uh, finishes us up for week sixteen. Sixteen, yeah, certainly. Lovely stuff. Just leaves us to move on to week seventeen. So, as per usual, myself and Andy have provided our picks. 
we've reached out to somebody for a guest for week 17. And that guest, like Steve Huller from last week, is making their first appearance of the season. It's a new name for this season, but it is not a new name for the podcast, as it is everyone's favourite mistress of stats. It is indeed Leanne Davies. Not, not a new name in this house, let's put it that way. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So, with that being said, the Week 17 game picks are in. They are in the book. They have been written down. It is my joy to bring them to you. But, before I do do that, I feel I need to compose myself, dust myself off, refresh, and then come back to you with vim and vigour. So we are going to take a small, small break before we, we, we dive in. into week 17. So stand by your beds, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. The, the other reason to take a break is there is a game... Uh, uh, this week that I will probably ramble on for quite some time about. So we should probably take a break to make sure we've got plenty of time for me to go into that because this week's side bet features what I feel is possibly the biggest pothole game possibly ever. It's going to be a doozy. Find out after this break. Recording in progress. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We told you the break would be minimalist, and it was. So, as we said, Leanne Davies, stats mistress, bringing her express NFL knowledge podcast this week in the in the guise of the guest. So, week seventeen, sixteen games. All sixteen teams are in. uh, Sorry, all thirty-two teams. Sorry, are in force, in, in in possession, in action, if you will. So we start the week with, I believe, it is indeed the final Thursday night football of the season as all games in Week 18 will be played at either, on the Sunday at either 6, 9 or the late slot, the 120 slot, um, it's certainly in the UK at least. So we start with the final Thursday night football game of the week, uh, sorry, of the season, well, we have the Dallas Cowboys travelling to Tennessee to take on the Titans. Across the board, we have all gone for the Cowboys on this one, which in previous seasons may have come up a bit of a shock. Obviously, the Titans won a bit of a tear at one point, but they seem to have just hit the wall here. Um, we all fancy the Cowboys to get the victory. Um, yeah, Titans can still make it into the postseason, I think. Um, they just need to better the Jags' record. Yeah. We'll see what happens with that. Yeah. Next up, we move to the Sunday slot of games, and the early window starts with the Arizona Cardinals taking on the Atlanta Falcons. Myself and Andy have gone with the Falcons to get the win here. I can only presume that Leanne, spurred on by the news that JJ Watt's going to be going out on his shield at the end of this season, has picked the Cardinals to get him a couple of wins to end his career in the NFL. But, who knows? Next up, we have the Chicago Bears taking on the Detroit Lions. Again, myself and Andy are in agreement here where we've picked the Lions. Leanne has gone for the Bears to the result in this one. At this, at this point in time, I will hold my hands up because when she said to me, 
the way we had to do it was because she was waiting on late stats. Um, I was just calling out the games and, and she was telling me her responses. And when she said of this game, the Bears, I started with, are you sure? You know, Lions doing quite well, the Bears aren't doing that. All this. And then I got so far, I was like, actually, if, you sit, if you're picking the Bears, just that's that, you're picking the Bears. And from that point on, I just took, took her responses. Um, because I didn't want to feel like at some point she was going to change her mind and then I'd, I'd be wrong for influencing that. So, like I say, hold my hands up on that one, but yeah. Next up, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the Houston Texans. Across the board, no great shop, no great surprise here. We have all taken the Jags. Uh, next up, we've got the Denver Broncos taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. Surprise, surprise, we've all taken the Chiefs. Um, next up, uh, potential for game of the week in in some people's eyes. We have the Miami Dolphins at the New England Patriots. Both myself and Leanne have taken the Patriots. How many times have the Dolphins beaten the Patriots? <laughs> So, I believe they've won seven on the spin against them. So, I can't imagine that sitting well in old Billy Boy's craw. So, I believe that's the reason why me and Leanne have taken the Patriots to get the win in this one. Andy has taken the Dolphins. Next up, we have the Indianapolis Colts taking on the New York Giants. Across the board, we have all taken the Giants on this one. Similarly, in the next matchup, we have the New Orleans Saints travelling to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. And we have all taken the Eagles. I believe if the Eagles win that one, they will sew up the number one seed for the postseason. And the biggest thing that had come out of the weekend, which... For some reason, I always seem to forget until it gets mentioned each time. Is if you get the number one seed, all of your playoff games are played at home, which is, a, a, in so, some people's eyes, a massive advantage in itself. Absolutely. <clears throat> Excuse me. Next up, we have the Carolina Panthers taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now. A little bit of a difference of opinion this one. Both Andy and Leanne believe that TB12 will step up and steer his books into the postseason with this win. I, on the other hand, am not so convinced. I believe that Mr Brady is struggling, shall we say, and uh, I believe the Panthers will have enough quality about them to swoop in and take advantage of this and get the win. I may be wrong, I may be proved to be common fool and look like a bit of a dick, but we'll see. I mean, let's face it, Brady's just hanging out for when Gronk returns, isn't he? Well, almost, almost definitely. Next up, we have the Cleveland Browns taking on the Washington Commanders. Both myself and Andy have taken the Commanders to get the win and get themselves back in the... uh, 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 the, shall we say, commanding position when it comes to getting into the postseason. Leanne has taken the Browns on this one. Okay. We move to the late slot of games, starting with the 9.05pm slot. So we have the San Francisco 49ers travelling to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. 
We have all taken the 49ers on that one. Next up, it is the New York Jets travelling to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. Myself and Andy have backed the Seahawks to bounce back on that one, whereas Leanne is giving the edge to the Jets. Next up, we have another contender for Game of the Week, and I believe this may be where Mr. Cook has issues, shall we say. We have the Minnesota Vikings travelling to Green Bay to take on the Packers. Myself, on my own, has taken the Green Bay Packers to get the win. Andy and Leanne have taken the Vikings. The reason I've taken the Packers is that I, along with a lot of other people in the world, believe that the Vikings may be the biggest fraud of a 12-3 and three 12 and team. 12-3 team. Um, doing the round at a particular point. Each week they just change the score and use the same meme week in, week out, which is the Vikings are the worst, whatever the current score, like 12 and twelve and 3 team, in history. And I believe, I will have to edit this for our younger listeners, but I believe I sent a text message to our collective group uh, at the weekend that just said, can the Vikings please, hmm, off now. Because honestly, I don't. I don't care that they're winning. I don't care that they're twelve and three. I don't care anything. I don't want to see Kirk Cousins celebrating yet again on the sidelines. I just want them to go away. So the the quicker we can get to the playoffs, where they get defeated almost immediately, if not within the within the first two rounds of the playoffs. The, the better it just they just need to go away now uh, but no that was not the game I was referring to surprisingly interesting interesting so we uh, we continue with the last of the late games on the Sunday evening slot and that is the Los Angeles Rams taking on the Los Angeles Chargers so obviously both teams play in that stadium. So technically they're both at home and they're both away, if you want to class it that way. Technically it is a designated Chargers home game. And we have all taken the Chargers to get the win here. Potentially not one that, that would have been um, said earlier in the season. Uh, the Rams have had obviously a terrible defence of their Super Bowl crown. You know, certainly no one was ever picking them to get back to the Super Bowl. Um, but we'll just ignore that. Yeah, we've all taken charge on that one. We move to the Sunday night football, and this, again, potential for a game of the week selection where the Pittsburgh Steelers will take on the Baltimore Ravens. Andy and Leanne have taken the Ravens to get the win here. I have taken the Steelers merely for the fact that I believe they will get to 8-8 eight and, eight, and then go into the final game of the regular season still with a chance of preserving the fact that Mike Tomlin has never had a losing record. Mm. Whereas, obviously, if they lose this game, they're guaranteed to finish at least, or at worst, 8-9. and nine. Mm. So I think they'll have that in the back of their minds. They don't like the Ravens anyway. Didn't think of that. And I think they'll be going all out to get the win. Yeah, I didn't think of that. That was silly. Um, 
And obviously at this point in time, I don't know if we're actually sure of Lamar's status. So. Yeah, I think he's still, it's still questionable as to whether he'll start. So mm. we'll see. We finish the week with the Monday Night Football. And there's no real arguments about it. This is the 100% game of the week pick. And, and you this have the current is the game I was referring to. Funnily enough, the last game of the week, mm-hmm. this is it. You have the current number one seeded Buffalo Bills travelling to Cincinnati to take on the current number three, I believe, seeded Cincinnati Bengals. Tough sledding. This is one of those games where you would never, ever pick a tie. But if you were ever going to pick a tie, mm. it's probably games between these two types of teams. Yeah. This is like, this, this has got the flavour of that Chiefs-Rams game from Absolutely. a number of seasons ago that finished 51-49. Yeah. This is High scoring, so, two great teams. This is either going to be a pound-for-pound into the 50s scoring game, like touchdown after touchdown after touchdown, just backwards and forwards, well into the 50s, or the combined score isn't going to break 15 points. It's going to be one of those. And this, if somebody said, you are only allowed to pick from this game this week, and you have to give your one team. Now, you will shortly reveal that however many of us have picked whichever team, I I I don't. Finish up finish up the predictions for the week because we have to move on to the side bet anyway, and this kind of falls into that category. So two to two of the three people have taken the bills. One of the people in the uh, in the in the in the selection has taken the Bengals. Two people backing the Bills are Andy and Leanne, whereas I have given the home advantage to the Bengals, and I think that will play a huge part in the game. And the Bengals have also got the fact that they've already knocked off the Chiefs at home this season, and you could argue that the Chiefs are potentially a better team than the Bills. So, that's my thoughts on it personally. I agree with both. This is the problem with this game. Both teams can win this game. Which team is going to? I have no freaking idea. I have, I have, as we know at this point, I have picked the Bills. I feel that strongly about this game that I would probably chance it and put money on the Bengals just so that I'm covering, just so that in some way I'm going to be right. In some way, I'm going to be able to say, ah, I knew that was going to happen. Because this is this is game of the week. This is, if you could watch this game from now until the end of time, you'd absolutely pick it. It's going to be, like I said before, it's going to be either in the 50s or it's going to be like low-numbered game. It's going to be a lot of backwards and forwards. But... I think I said to you in the break, which might not have been on the recording, 
I heard something recently on another podcast talking about the Bills. Um, saying that the Bills are absolutely stacked as a team. Um, they've got nothing short of an amazing quarterback. They've got amazing players in great positions on that team. They are stacked. There is only one problem with the Bills. They often look quite beatable. And up until that point, I'd not really thought of it that way. But there are games, for example, this one right here, where no matter how many times, week in, week out, you would pick the Bills to win, there are games where they go into where you go, oh, I just, I'm just not sure. I'm just not sure. And I think that has then shone a light for me on the playoffs. Obviously, the Bills have had some quite devastating defeats playoff-wise. Um, so, I'm, I'm, it's on the screen. I'm looking at it now, and it makes me kind of wince a little. I'm just like, oh, it's going to be amazing. Can't wait to watch it. Would not want to pick that one for like a surefire number number one pick. No, thank you. Which is why, moving on to the side bets, as I'm sure we're about to, this game will not be featuring in my side bet picks. Strange that. <sighs> so, week 17, side bet. As we've done for the past 16 weeks, Myself and Andy have picked four games that we see as going an absolute definite one way or the other. So, last week technically we tied with three selections correct each. Um, as Andy's behind in the, uh, in the overall running, I will give him the chance to select whether he goes first or second. Um. Mr. Unfortunately, purely from a selfish perspective, I would like to pick first, as I believe there is a an absolute banker in all the very very close games. I do believe there is one or or eight, hopefully, absolute bankers. So I'll pick first, and no surprise to anybody, I will take the Kansas City Chiefs to beat the dumpster fire. Please, sorry. Right there, just just winking at me, if you will, just just looking delicious and tasty and, and all ready to be ripe to be picked. You are you are a correct a correct first pick there. I after so after well everything I've said about the Bills and the and the Bengals, the Broncos will go and win that game just for sheer spite. More than likely, more than likely. I'm going to take a game that was very close to that in the running. I will take the Jacksonville Jaguars over the Houston Texans mm. as my first selection. You do right. I will double back and I will take the Philadelphia Eagles mm. at home to the New Orleans Saints as my next. Selection. You're fine. 
Um, as is as is absolutely all right. I there's a game that's that's talking to me. I just they're just so unpredictable. Uh, I don't I don't want any part of that either. I don't want to touch that with a barge pole. Okay. Um, I'm sure you'll enjoy this pick. I will take the San Francisco 49ers to beat the Las Vegas Raiders. And for my next pick... Right, I'm going to have to do it because there's there's a little bit too much of a, of a, of a closeness in these games. I will take the Detroit Lions to beat the Chicago Bears. That's the one I was saying. <sighs> yeah, the Lions are on a bit of a tear at the moment, which is good for them. But they're also quite unpredictable. And I don't think anybody expected them to have a 7-8 and eight record at this part of the season. But uh, they're not the Bears, so let's go with that. I'm a little bit surprised you've left this one on the board for me personally. This may be based off how they performed in their game on Christmas Day against the Broncos, but I will take the Chargers to beat the Rams as my third pick. Watching, watching the Rams at the weekend, that I... They were a different team, and with that, well, I don't know what you'd call it, but the the LA element and all of that, both like you said, both playing at home, both playing away, it just felt a little unpredictable to actually pick. Mm. And for my fourth and final selection, I have chosen the Washington Commanders at home to the Cleveland Browns. That leaves you with nine games to choose from, sir. Select wisely. I've got two in mind. It's where do we where do we land? I find myself time and time again coming back to this team after everything I've said about this team. So here we go. I will take the Dallas Cowboys to beat the Tennessee Titans and I have a feeling I will live to regret those words because the other game that I was looking at uh, was that Raven-Steelers game. Um, but uh, if I'm honest, it's you that's put me off picking that game because I absolutely agree with what you've said about um, like Mike Tomlin and stuff, so... Yeah, I, I had to make a split decision, and that's the way the cookie crumbles. Let's hope he doesn't this week, yeah? I mean, we can always hope, but something's going to go wrong. So, a little surprised you didn't, take the, you didn't plumb for the Giants at home to the Colts there. <sighs> yeah, that was, that was another one I looked at. Um, potentially more of a bank game. But then, and obviously those are the things that we're looking for in this side bet. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll probably come, you know, 
come next week I'll be like, well, there's four games that I lost. When the Broncos romp home with a victory. So, just to clarify, Mr. Cook's teams are the Chiefs at home to the Broncos, the 49ers at the the Las Vegas Raiders, the Lions at home to the Bears, and the Cowboys at the Tennessee Titans. I have taken the Jaguars at the Houston Texans, the Eagles at home to the New Orleans Saints, the Chargers technically at home to the Los Angeles Rams, and the Commanders, the Washington Commanders, at home against the Cleveland Browns. That, ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, dogs, cats, hamsters, gerbils, any other people who might be listening at this particular point to the Cookie Cast NFL Laces Out podcast. That is your week 17 slot of games done and dusted. I will attempt something magical for next week. Saying it now, it's a silly thing to say because you can guarantee it won't happen. But if it does, it will be amazing. So tune in to see whether I am sitting with a lot of egg on my face or whether I'm sitting surrounded by just absolute mastery. Um, Yeah, enjoy the games. Uh, Obviously, season's nearly over, kids, because it is nearly over. We've got um, we've got this week and next, and that that that's it. Obviously, we've got the playoffs to enjoy, which is a mixed bag in itself. Uh, And then, uh, yeah, then it's the big one. Anyway, no point in getting down about it. Just enjoy the games. Get your picks in. Send us your picks. See if you want to go up against us. It's a bit of fun, isn't it? Um, thank you to my co-host with the co-most for taking uh, me, us, you, them through to the other side of the pond to a game that is not really played in this country apart from every now and then. And we know something about. Uh, We will be back next week. Uh, But until then, enjoy your games and uh, tatty bye. So there you go, what do you think of that? Another one done. Another week of games gone. Another week of games to look forward to. But not many more weeks. So get your fill of games while you can. Before you go, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment. Drop in a review if you want to drop, and uh, check out our website, it's thecookiecast.com. There we've got social media links and an email button, so that you are able to get in touch with us. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. Thank you for listening to CookieCast. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe.